Why do we have external genitalia? Specifically, the to testicles. To cool our testicles. To keep them cool. So that's, how, that's how come we couldn't have evolved something to keep them cool and keep them on the inside where they'd be safe? Not outside where a hyena could rip them off easily. Because the benefits of having them external outweighed the cost of having them internal. Kind of, it's kind of what evolution does. Huh? That's, that's what evolution does. It doesn't care. Just outside the body, all hot in a hairy, lumpy bag. Yeah, it's that, sweaty that and bounces around underneath your dick. <laughs> <laughs> They're ugly. I hate them. I, I don't know. I like them. I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm sh- okay, fine. You like them. That's great. They're just gross. And I find it amazing that women like them, you know, that they will they be like willing them bouncing to, against their butthole. To touch them. <laughs> I didn't no, that's mean what it I like that. <laughs> mm. Now I gotta go wash. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cinetific Institute. I am podcast professor Jason Harding. And I am podcast professor Atticus Blake. And on this show, we at the Institute present our, our, our thesis, our results, from scientific testing of a movie that has scientific content. And what movie did we study this time around, Professor Blake? 2008's Wanted. Wanted? That movie about a guy who has uh, a glandular problem <laughs> that gives him the ability to, to shoot a gun right around corners around corners and he works for a cult of assassins that get their orders from a loom or i'm sorry from fate that's that's where i get all of my orders from that's i right. actually have a, a spinning loom in my house They're, they don't weigh ten thousand pounds or anything <laughs> I get my orders from my Fruit of the Looms. Oh, okay. Hey, you know where that company started? I don't know where. The town I am in right now. Oh, you don't want to say it, do you? However, if you Google that, it will tell you it actually started somewhere else. But the first original place where the Fruit of the Loom company started was right literally a hundred yards down the street from <laughs> where I live. It was in that, that spinning factory. That, well, that that's place. great. Well, before we can... Uh, Where I uh, was trained to be an assassin. <laughs> we, before we can dissect this movie, there's a little section that we have to go to. You know, sometimes we don't get things um, right, or even close to right. Or sometimes even, we're just... Uh, yeah, we're just completely wrong. So that's why this section is called... We were fucking wrong. Okay, um, as you guys may or may not know, we are open to criticism. So um, this is a section where we read either additional information presented to us by the, by the listeners, or people telling us we're completely wrong, or people having arguments. Sometimes arguments happen. And sometimes I argue too. with people because I can't stand being wrong. And I, I don't have any problem with it. This is how science works. Yes, you, you, being wrong out. is good for the soul. That's right. And so who's up first for people telling us that we were fucking wrong? Okay. Uh, and not not so much people telling us we're wrong, uh, but oh. we do have a lot of uh, little corrections and tweaks. Cool. Um, so uh, one of our first commenters is a new commenter named Robert Mills. And I this is a joke. Hello, I didn't Robert. realize it the first time I read it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that he's joked. So he says, when my LTC facility used to have student CNAs in for their clinicals, they would need to unplug my laptop to plug in my bed. The other plug was used in by my air mattress, which if unplugged would start beeping. They'd ask to unplug, uh, and I'd say the blue cord, the air mattress, and as the alarm sounded, I would clutch my chest and go to my pacemaker. <laughs> Why would you unplug it? Now that At is... first I was just, I, I thought I thought it was like, oh my God, I'm, wait, you do plug it in? And I was like, wait, no, he's, he's fucking around with these people. <laughs> Now, uh, a lot of these are in response to our last show, which was the science of the core. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or should I say the non-science of the core? <laughs> and by the way, if you guys want to leave comments, tell us we're wrong, whatever, go to the show's um, comment section and leave your comment there. Who's okay, next? So, second commenter, microbloganism. I think it's worth keeping in mind that pacemakers are made to withstand the shock from defibrillators, which is true. That's very true. Um, let me see. Uh, the magneto reception. Now, in this birds. is in regards to in the movie. There's a electromagnetic 
event that kills people mm-hmm. with pacemakers. Which and we said it shouldn't. It shouldn't. No, no. it shouldn't. Um, the magnetoreception in birds is not done in the brain. It's done in other sensory organs, notably the eyes, since they perform the magnetoreception and depends on how the photons work in the, in the inner ear. Some birds, like chickens, also have small iron bits in the nerves of their beak. Which Ugh. is why we don't eat the beak. I do. It's delicious. <laughs> it's to fry the beak crunchy, crunchy. It's delicious. I love it. Mm. And that is in regards to in the core when a bunch of birds go crazy because of electromagnetism. Yes, which isn't true. Yeah. Um, except, of course, that the Earth's magnetic field isn't generated by spinning of the core, but the convection currents of material in the outer core. Mm-hmm. And uh, then his own friend, Francois Lacombe, corrects him and says, but the rotation of the core definitely contributes to the prote- process as the experiments done with spinning spherical containers of molten sodium show. Okay, fair point. The two smartest people that we know are yes. arguing. <laughs> but they both kind of agree. Um, in, the, uh, in, the, in, in, uh, in reference to the making of diamonds, yes. we said that we couldn't test whether or not you could you could make diamonds, and then he, he said something you could totally test that. We have equipment that no, can make enough pressure it was, to make artificial in the diamonds. Movie, in the movie, he creates that unobtainium, which mm-hmm. he said um, becomes stronger when it's under more pressure. And I said, where are they testing that, right? And what did he say? He said, we have equipment that, that, that can make enough pressure to make artificial diamonds. Okay, so they, they, they tested in that, and they went, yippee, it's, it's more solid somehow. <laughs> um, we, we said repeatedly in the movie that uh, you couldn't, con- in, the, in the last week's episode, that you couldn't um, convert heat energy to electricity um, directly, which yeah. actually is not true. Wow, no. So... Micro says, again, we have that. It's what's currently powering the Curiosity rover. The reason we aren't using it to make electricity here on Earth is that the other methods we have are just better. Okay. So it doesn't sound like it generates a lot of electricity. Ah, yes. But then uh, there's another comment later, but I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, Let me see. Okay, we have... Okay, I've read three micro comments. Let's find somebody else. That's enough of you, micro. Forget the bends. The partial... uh, This is from uh, David uh, Baratton. Okay. Um, forget the bends. The partial pressure of oxygen would be so large that they would die due to oxygen toxicity in, in next to no time. And this is talking about going to the core of the earth and then yeah, coming Yeah, this back is something up. we never even brought up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They are under okay. a huge amount of pressure. Um, you know, when, when we send people down deep in the ocean, they're usually breathing a different, they're usually breathing helium, a helium mixture. And, um, that's because helium works better under, under severe pressure and it takes them months before they can, um, be repressurized back to be able to walk around without receiving, without getting the bends, without the, uh, gases in their, (laughs) in their blood from literally just, um, boiling out of you know boiling out of it so um we didn't even address it i I did completely skip my mind but yeah they're under what was it tens of thousands of pounds (laughs) hundreds of thousands of (laughs) pounds per square inch yeah and not pounds tons tons tons, per square inch (laughs) um do he's saying uh so my uh, francois is saying that the electromagnetic pulse would have stopped most of the cars their onboard computers would have been fried just like the pacemakers yeah so there's another electromagnetic thing oh, uh, in the movie. To, I, to which I think Cassandra Brockett corrected him. One of the issues with EMP is that it makes me twitch every time sci- sci-fi authors use it. It isn't that it's just a switch for electrical devices. The more delicate the device, for instance, IC circuits on onboard computers, engine coils, etc., will be immediately affected, while properly hardened or non-delicate electronics will survive just fine. Hmm. If you had an EMP go off and you had four cars, two of the modern ones with modern engine computers, two from, say, the 1950s in a good running car, mm-hmm. have one of each style running, one off, let off the EMP. The modern cars will be dead, while the older cars will still be mostly functional. The older hmm. car was running will likely have an engine problems due to the running electrical system and will likely shut down. But the one that was off, its radio might be busted now, but the car will likely start and drive away. Oh, nice. thank you. Uh, let me see. Um, yeah. The space shuttle has an internal. This is Francois again. The space shuttle mm. has an internal navigation system that is quite impervious to any changes of the Earth's magnetic field. Also, the planes have similar neg- navigation systems. Anything that would affect the shuttle to that degree would bring down the airliners left and right all over the world. That's true. Um, there was a comment that I 
found that I thought was friggin' awesome. Okay. And this taught me a lot because I looked it up and found out that it was true. And I was like, holy shit, I never knew that. <laughs> Francois Lacombe says, just to be clear, a magnetic fields do not stop microwaves. And I mean, not at all. Yep. I always thought that a magnetic field would manipulate electromagnetic fields. And apparently, they don't. <laughs> Uh-uh. Nope. There's not a lot one bit. guys, there's a lot of shit that goes zooming through the atmosphere, through our bodies, through the earth that yeah. our atmosphere and our electro uh, electromagnetosphere do does not stop. It has yeah. no effect on it. And that includes microwaves. But most of the microwaves as I understand it are dispersed before they come down to the earth. Some of them come through, but mm -hmm. most of them are dispersed by physical things because they are light. They're waves of light. So yeah. Um, so in reference to making the nuclear weapon much stronger, um, actually the burst of neutrons from the explosion would cause extra fission in the rods strapped to the bomb, but not enough to make a real difference in yield because the whole thing would instantly be vaporized and dispersed by the explosion. Right. They would only manage to make extra radioactive fallout. Right. Extra, like we said, it would make, um, severely radioactive magma or i don't even know if it's called magma at that, that point that that far down all right so this was my favorite comment on the whole thing this is so great sir kid -a -lot says if you were f to fall into a lake of lava or magma because it is literally liquid rock it is therefore much denser than the human body so you wouldn't sink into it instead the water inside your body would begin to vaporize, and as your skin burns, it would form a layer of steam between you and the surface of the lava, causing you to skate around like a piece of butter in a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Oleg, uh, Science uh, is Anton great. Oleg Schmidt said, I was reading this comment and stopped eating a pancake. I needed time to get this picture out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So remember, see, kids, this. it's not like the movies. Stay out of lava. <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm trying to find. Oh, uh, Anton Oleg Schmidt says, by the way, that hacker communicates with Anton E. secretly is stupid and not accurate. Letters appearing as a font layer on the screen done for a, as an aesthetic touch in the movie. He's oh. talking about he's talking about when the you need help. Mm -hmm. He's saying the destiny thing and that that's not yeah. possible. Mm -hmm. uh, and then this was another no, another person with a lot of know-how. It's a new commenter named Chris Sunberg. Oh, hello, Chris. There is actually a way to generate electricity directly from heat, or rather from a temp from a, a temperature differential. It's called the okay. Seebach effect. Connect a series of thermocouples or, s or small semiconductor cubes in a series alternating between n-type semiconductor and p-type, connecting the series with conductors placed on alternating sides. And mm -hmm. the heat gives the electrons enough oompa to jump from the n-type to the p-type, creating an electric potential. Oh. NASA's been using the effect to make uh, power sources for deep space probes since Pioneer 10. Hmm. In reverse, it's called the Peltier effect. They use the Peltier effect in travel fridges and occasionally for cooling electronics, among other applications. Electrons can be used as a refrigerant. What do you know? Uh, wow. And I, I had forgotten about that because that's how most uh, most uh, refrigerators, uh, I'm not refrigerators, but the particular type of fridge and um, and uh, uh, heat dispersal equipment for uh, uh, processors and computers work yeah. in a similar way. The heat sinks. You just do the opposite, the, the opposite, and you can generate electricity from heat. Oh, um, was cool. there one more? Let me see. Uh, someone corrected us on the heat. It, the inner core is about nine thousand degrees, ninety-three hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Well yeah. above melting point of iron, but the iron is not liquid as the immense pressure inside of it, about 3.6 million atmospheres, stops the iron liquefying. And that's from That Brit Nerd, who is also a new commenter. Thank you for commenting. Oh, and he also said, and this is not a correction, from the writer of the first Transformers and Catwoman. What a pedigree. <laughs> What was his name? Uh, I just I just flicked it away. Hold on, dude. Well, I did. I just said his name twice, and you didn't listen because you're friggin' old. You were talking uh, from that Brit nerd. That's Thank you, that Brit okay, nerd. That's the last I'll, last I'll read. Okay, <laughs> let's jump into this shit show, shall we? <laughs> Wanted. Wanted. In a Science. world where Angelina Jolie <laughs> finds you kind of attractive. 
So <laughs> there's a lot. There's some. There's oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's save the ballistics for last because that's that's the big enchilada. That was test. They tried to do it on Mythbusters. Other people have broken down what exactly would be needed in order for them to do what they do. But here's the description. I won't do that. First, let's talk about what makes the main character, the McAvoy guy, different. And what they say in the movie is that every one in a million people is born with the natural ability to shoot guns. Adrenaline. (laughs) To shoot guns. So what oh, they basically, oh, oh, oh. yeah, but I mean, I, I, I basically, you were talking about the ability to just the first ability <laughs> that causes them to be able to slow down time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the main character is diagnosed with a, a adrenal disorder, right? Mm-hmm. He's constantly pumping a huge amount of adrenaline into his body. And this is what gives him the ability to slow down time and other things, I guess. I mean, run fast. Run fast. And, yeah, okay. And, uh, <laughs> okay. Jason, and we see yes? this applied with the first, the, 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 char- the, the, the character in the movie, the yeah. supposedly Wesley's father, when he is led into a situation where he is supposed to be assassinated by someone else. And we, we see him, we see him stand at the end of a hallway in mm-hmm. order to gain speed for a running jump through a plate glass window right. across a 50 yard distance in order to jump onto another skyscraper and land perfectly without harming himself. That's right. And what he does is he focuses, turns on this adrenaline ability, mm-hmm. and then what you see is ripples through time because it's slowing down and then they do the bullet effect which you see in the matrix which they do wrong all the time by the way and he begins to run forward break breaks through the glass with his head by the way with his forehead right and then which would have slowed him down immediately (laughs) and then jumps across and lands on the other the other building right so is any of that Possible? No. Jason? No. According to this, the adrenaline thing is uh, the illusion of time slowing down, faster reflexes, and super strength. But even with all those three, all of those things, and even with a running, <laughs> a running jump, no one in the history of the Olympics, even the ones, even the Russian ones that have been doped up and <laughs> have way more things running through their bloodstream than just blood, has ever jumped. 50, 50 yards. meters or yards, half, whatever. <laughs> half of a football field. Okay. <laughs> Number one, as soon as he hit the glass, he would have uh, he would have imparted a lot of his energy into the glass in order to break it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, have... hitting it. Now, I have to say, though, we do know that that portion of the skull is the one that can take the, take the most amount of impact without damaging the brain. It, it's, hard, it's hardened there for a reason, ev- mm-hmm. an evolutionary reason. It's to protect that portion of the brain. Yeah. So if you're going to hit your skull, the front, that, egg, that egg-shaped portion in the front right above mm-hmm. your forehead is one of the best ways to do it. But for, to use sure. it to break the plate glass window in a fucking skyscraper... No, now, I, so. I wouldn't say that it's it would be plate now in a modern skyscraper oh, no, it, wouldn't no. be, uh. it wouldn't be plate glass. It would be double sealed protective glass. And if anything should break it, it would maintain its shape because uh, a lot like say um uh safety glass on your windshield on modern cars they're made to give and maintain their shape and shatter into little pebbles because they used to be plate glass and, and they that would used to sever people's heads yes. yeah <laughs> they would cut people's heads off so the plate glass is just completely stupid there is he didn't have enough running time i don't care how strong he was so i gain... just looked up the longest jump because I, I i don't know why i didn't before but the longest yeah. jump uh is actually held by a 19 year old as of uh 2018 and it's the longest jump since 1995 the last record uh-huh. it is 8.95 meters <laughs> and i'm oh, yeah. saying that's that's you know what i'm i that's that to it's, me, I just thinking about it amazing. in my head. That is a long fucking jump. Yes, it is. Yeah, but it's not fifty yards. It's not. No, no. Also, um, gravity will start to work on him the minute he leaves the ground. Well, that after does. the hitting the window with first, and yeah. that would slow him <laughs> down first. <laughs> so that would slow him down first. Then gravity starts acting on him the instant he leaves the ground. But he jumps straight across, doesn't he? He jumps. Yes, in kind and of he's an arc. also shooting in midair. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wait, does he fire a bullet at the glass first? I can't remember. I don't care. If he did, it wouldn't really slow him down. I mean, it would slow him down less, but does he fire? Uh, I don't, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter either way. The point is, this is not possible. It is not possible. Yes. Now, one of the first things that this movie does is it breaks its own rules. They say that it's one in a million. Yet for this movie, the father has passed these traits along to their son. So which is it? Hereditary? Or is it one in a million? If it's hereditary, then it isn't one in a million. Because that means someone passed on the genes to be able to shoot a gun. Right. To their children. I mean, even if it was one in a million, and then, I mean, then it would, I mean, it would still be possible for this I mean, one guy to have to pass it along with their child. We but. do have extremely rare disorders that are passed on by people's parents, and things have to line up between the two parents in order for a trait to be passed down to the child in order for but them they don't, to have that. They don't disorder. say anything about the mother. No, they don't. She doesn't matter. It's Who a cares? recessive gene, Jason. <laughs> Whatever. You know? Like blue and, eyes. And it struck twice, right? It just, the father, and then he gave it directly to the son. Now, let's talk very briefly about um, what happens to the human body when they have excess amounts of adrenaline for a long period of time. Oh, you become tachycardic. Heart palpitations, tachycardia. You, uh, a long-term exposure to it, as I understand it, causes damage to the blood vessels. Mm-hmm. High blood pressure, as Ar- well as um, uh, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. Um, mm-hmm. It also causes causes damage to the to the in the intestines and the stomach as well it will cause a uh, mm-hmm. long-term heartburn tremors um, and yes. anxiety pulmonary edema which can lead uh, to difficulty breathing and your aneurysms uh, inevitably mm-hmm. aneurysms and right. uh yeah uh death i mean yeah. death but how do they fix it they train them to learn how to control it to control his adrenal system <laughs> He learns how to control. Pretty sure that's to autonomic, turn off, isn't it? Uh, huh? Autonomic. Yeah, it is. It's like your heart beating. Yeah, you can't just. You're not. He's not Batman. You can't. The idea <laughs> that people can. People can. Is it bad that slow. I didn't think of Batman? I thought of Leto the Second. Oh God. <laughs> People can slow their heart rate, but they're not. Their brain is not slowing their heart rate. They enter into a relaxed state. Okay, and that is partially psychological. But it's not like your brain. And with these people, it's turning on and off the adrenal gland with like a light switch, mm-hmm. right? And that's not possible. You can't just turn it on. You can't turn it on and off. Well, you can't even turn it on. I, d- I do all the time. <laughs> I just whenever I'm feeling down. <laughs> So that's all horseshit. It's all horseshit. His superpowers are horseshit. Now, there is something to the illusion of time slowing. Many people who are exposed to extraordinarily stressful or chaotic situations can remember things more vividly. But that isn't... It's not like... You'll hear people say it felt like forever when it was actually only 10 minutes. That illusion, theoretically, is because your mind or your brain is taking in everything. It's a survival mechanism. Take in everything so that you don't enter into that situation that type of situation again you're going out you're nearly killed attacked and killed by a by a lion you remember every instance where you were what was going on you can remember it from detail and And when i well when i spoke to jason about this off off the thing i explained Mm -hmm. i there i had told him about this on the other show that we did uh, but when I was a child, I, I there used to be a game that you could buy called lawn, uh, lawn darts. You can still get it, but it's a very dangerous game. It's just basically a long, like a, a long knife that has uh, uh, wings on it, like a like an arrow, and you toss it mm-hmm. in the air and try to get it into a set of rings across the way that are probably about fifty yards away. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, um, I threw one of these into the air, and it struck my friend in the forehead because he walked into its path, and it immediately made him not only pass vomit but then pass out. I yeah. will never forget this. It is absolutely perfectly crystal clear in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it, because because the adrenaline makes I believe that it makes you remember it yeah. perfectly. Yeah. 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 It's horrifying because it could have killed him. But it hit yeah. him in that place in the forehead I was telling you guys about earlier. <laughs> 
So that's a good little. Um, and as far as super strength is concerned, there have and I honestly believe that this is a wives' tale. But there are stories of women that would lift a car off their baby because of an increased amount of adrenaline. I don't think there's been any true scientific research into it, other than the the Hulk from the 1970s. <laughs> that was the research that David Banner was doing. Um, but I have not heard, I mean, adrenaline can do some amazing things to your body, but giving you the ability to, you know, lift cars and punch people, I don't think that's a thing. Every time you smoke a cigarette, if you smoke, a small bit of adrenaline is released along with other, along with other, um, endorphins. Um, but it, it's, it, it has the effect of raising your heart rate ever so slightly along with being more alert and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, doing cocaine and methamphetamines also has that mm-hmm. effect um but uh, make you they all strong? cause damage it's yeah. never a positive thing right um you know if you uh if you're an adrenaline junkie and you jump out of airplanes all the time it does do damage to your body inevitably <laughs> <laughs> all right now let's talk about the first time our wait, wait, main wait, wait, character wait, wait. what the, no this the character on the roof has a bullet oh. go through his head and mm-hmm. how far does that bullet shot before it goes through the guy's head well, these are magic bullets that can do anything, and I don't know. What if you have an answer for that? It looks like it is fired from miles away. Yeah, yeah. From a handgun. Now, as I understand it, well, with a handgun, it makes it even worse. It's not even a sniper. It's not even a sniper rifle. It's a handgun nope. with a long, like someone, like someone took copper tubing and stuck it on the end of an old-fashioned pirate gun. That's what it looks like. <laughs> and then there's a sight, and he's watching the guy on the rooftop from miles away, mm. somehow keeping the scope steady, somehow keeping the gun steady. Right. It look, yeah. It he fires the bullet from that far away. Now, as I understand it, even firing a bullet from, um. A hundred yards away from a handgun. Mm-hmm. It, it you have to be trained for and fire. I don't thousands, just thousands of bullets before you even before you even learn how to un- understand how to steady the gun to keep it to keep it to hit a target directly. Mm-hmm. And the human head is small. People always think, and I I listened to a, a police officer talk about this once. Uh, so people always think that when they fire a gun, they're gonna hit they're gonna hit somebody in the arm or the shoulder or the leg or the head. Yep. Those things are small. That it's mm-hmm. it's much easier for you to hit someone in the stomach or the chest or the back. Yep. But when you try to fire at the head, more than likely you'll miss. It will whiz. <laughs> it will whiz by them. Um, right. Handguns, you know, handguns are, you know, obviously they're immediate death weapons. But even I mean, professional <laughs> snipers. I'm going to kill that cat. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> the cat's like, I hate this movie. Professional snipers do not aim for the head. They aim for the center mass. Because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a bigger target. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm going to the flies now. Okay, flies. In the movie, they um, the main character is holding a gun, and he shoots the wings off of flies in a garbage can. No. Right? <laughs> You're just like, no. Now, he appears to be holding, uh, I think it's a Beretta 92 um, with uh, 9 by 19 Parabellum cartridges. Um, now... I'm going to kill this cat. I swear to God. Kill this it cat with a Beretta. Is, is doomed. <laughs> I'm going to shoot, gonna shoot the whiskers off this cat. Just, now, just even uh, in the... Yeah, what were you going to say? Whiz your arm around so it goes... <laughs> and then hits the cat. It goes out the window first around the house. And yeah, it goes around the house. Yeah, goes to Safeway, comes back. Um, now... <laughs> Fucking cat. Just, I know. I'm going to ignore it. Now, um, the bullet at basically is it's a nine millimeter slug. Okay. okay. Common house fly is about six to nine millimeters long. Yeah, they don't even and, weigh a gram either. I don't think. And yeah, and that they have a wingspan of maybe a range when they're flying of twelve to fifteen millimeters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that means the single wing of a house fly is probably less than seven millimeters. That's tiny, right? Mm-hmm. He says he even says in the movie, "I can't see them" when he's pointing the gun at it, right, and he's panicking, but his adrenaline kicks in, and then he closes his eyes, and he fires his gun, and what do you know? He he shoots off the wings of the fly, right? Several flies. Several, uh, like three of them, I think. Yeah. And <clears throat> so let's talk about that for a second. Is it possible? No, it's not. Because yeah, I, I, this is just me thinking on my toes. So whoever can correct me. 
The bullet flying at a fly would not hit the fly. The wind resistance would be split such that it would probably make the fly move out of the way. It would probably move it. To, uh, you know what I'm talking, this effect, I forgot what it's called. It's a, like if you um, throw, like if you if you were to say throw a um, tennis ball near a flag that's flying, you okay. throw it and it would it would, it would move it out of the way. It wouldn't. You mean it. it's pushing air in front of it? Yes, that's splitting. Okay. That's what I mean by splitting the wind resistance. Or right. <laughs> so there is a little bit of that involved. Flies also have uh, specialized hairs on their body that can sense changes in um, air pressure. So that's why it's really hard for you to hit this cat all the way across the room. <laughs> that's why it's really hard for you. We should have to put hit the cat f- on the Golden Gate Bridge when the microwaves yeah. came down, so it would be trebucheted all the mm-hmm. way to where I live. <laughs> to hit a cat with your with your hand, with your closed hand or a flat palm, or grab a fly out of the air. You said because cat, it can. By the way. <laughs> it can. Yeah. No, I don't care. Because you. Your your the movement is changing the air yeah. pressure in front of the hand. That's why fly swatters have holes in them. It's not to make it easier for you to swing the fly swatter. It's because as the air is moving through it, it has less air pushed up in front of it, and then the fly is caught off guard. Now the bullet moving as fast as it is, as it is I don't think that would be an effect. I don't think the the fly is capable. Let's say you, you know a fly is sitting perfectly still. Never seen it. Never seen a fly hover. They're constantly moving. But let's say it's perfectly still hovering and you shot a bullet at the fly the fly would be obliterated because it cannot act fast enough to get out of the way of the bullet now you're saying we shot a fly and it only took the wing off that is impossible if it was far enough away to keep the fly whole and it hit the wing it is probably moving at such a speed that it may damage the wing as it's moving past but we're talking about an extraordinarily small flexible membrane in Mm -hmm. order for it to detach it has to literally break the wing off as it's moving past it. So it's, and I, it's like it, 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 he would have to fire razor blades. <laughs> tiny razor blades. <laughs> Little tiny razor blades. Not to mention the fact that we don't have the visual acuity to be able to do it. We would have to be able to see the wings moving on a fly at a distance in order for us to be able to aim and fire to do it. So none of it, none of it makes any sense. Do you agree? I do agree. Okay. Thank you. But if you, yeah, I mean, but if you were to magically target the, the fly directly, I just feel like the wind resistance would make it move out of the way before it even got hit by the bullet. Mm. No, huh? I, because you you will see um, there's plenty of videos where people are shooting, you know, through paper. They're shooting, you know, these are stunt shots. You know, you'll see a lot of like the slow-mo guys shooting the wick off a candle and stuff like that. Candle's fine until it gets struck by the, until it gets struck by the, the bullet. The bullet is moving so fast fast that and it's also shaped in such a way to cut down on drag and and um, resistance as it moves through air that um, I don't think it would push I don't think it would push it out of the way I think it would be I think it would hit it but it wouldn't really do much we're talking about differences in 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 size so either you'd kill the fly when you shot it or it would go right past it but it's dumb anyway because no one can do it you can't hit a fly's way <laughs> You just can't. It's you just dumb. Can't. Okay, what's next? <sighs> what's next? First impossible shot. So our main character is using. They're using a pig as a target. As no, then the pig's technically not the target. There's a target on a back wall. They roll a pig in front of the target, and they tell him to bend the bullet's trajectory so that it goes around the pig and hits the target behind it. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. He can't do it. Then they put Angelina Jolie, and they're like, "You don't want to kill Angelina Jolie, do you?" And he comes back and he does this little flippy thing. He his arm is down at its side. He brings it up in a little flippy thing. He fires it, and then the bullet goes around, curves around her, and hits the target dead center. Mm -hmm. Okay? A couple of things, just really small things. Their use of bullet time is awful, because oftentimes they're showing the bullet moving across, and it's moving across in slow motion, but people are still moving behind them. Bullets travel up to 1,000 meters a second. In the scene that they showed in this one, as the bullet is moving around her, it touches her hair, and her hair flutters and comes back down. And well, it's still I mean, in slow you gotta motion. show Angelina's Jolie's yeah. hair. But fluttering. she also blinks. 
which would indicate that because all of this is in bullet time, she's capable of blinking within a, uh, um, a millionth of a second for them to capture it as they're filming the bullet. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. dumb. So, Well, I don't think their bullet time was done the way that the Wachowskis did it, which is the correct way, which no, is with the, several that one's, cameras that at one's, once. That, well, yeah, they did several cameras at once, but what I'm talking about yeah. is <coughs> if they you They did had, theirs digitally. They just slowed down the films and then digitally superimposed Mm -hmm. two films together. Right. But in bullet time, that bullet is moving so fast that even if we slowed it down so we could watch it go across the screen, everyone in the background would be practically motionless. Yep. To the most part. There would be no people moving their arms around or doing anything or micro blinks or anything like that. Go away. (laughs) That cat is old, and I want it to die. You said it's nothing but skin and bones. <laughs> it is. It's not much more than skin and bones. And all she does is go, nyeh, nyeh. that's how I wake up in the morning. She gets up by my head and goes, <laughs> no, I love her. I do love her. Fuck you, she's, cat. She's just Fried old. cat tonight. Just she's <laughs> old and she's cranky and she hates everybody. You could test okay. out that magma thing by bringing her to the... <laughs> oh, stop it! it. <laughs> so oh, like, don't say that. I love Tula. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no, wait, yeah, you, went, yeah. you went past this because you're already yeah, at the ahead. point. You're already like midpoint in the movie. And I was... Th- the, the scene with the Dodge Stealth. Where the the door gets ripped off and and he's standing he's standing in the middle of the street and mm-hmm. she 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 does a pit maneuver which is a I mean a or a, a drift maneuver which you can do in a dodge stealth perfectly yeah, reasonable to do that mm-hmm. um, but he lands inside of the vehicle and then they just keep on driving right I just the idea of him doing that without any injury definitely definitely no, not no isn't this also, also the movie where she steps out of a moving car yes she li- it literally does another drift maneuver and she just steps out and the car goes keeps right. on skidding can you um, do that no because you would no. he, you would be carried you would have the kinetic energy of the vehicle that's right and but yeah. she just steps right out so she must have the superhuman strength that somehow she can plant her foot hard enough to negate this centrifugal force that from that drift yeah. from the energy that you know because you're basically traveling in it but she just steps out like it's no big deal because um, physics isn't a thing in this movie but also the tires on the Dodge Stealth go flat not a really a scientific thing how However, I'm pretty sure most most Dodge Stealths are actually equipped with run flat tires. Which, with <laughs> even with a buyer, uh, this is actually I remember being this ad uh, advertised that a bullet could be fired through the meat of the tire, and you would the sidewall of the tire, and it would not mm-hmm. go flat. That's how strong they are. It's a run flat tire. Yeah. Either way. Anyway. <laughs> so. But the tire can... just goes flat and just comes off of it. It's just. <laughs> Can you bend the trajectory of a bullet and make it curve like they showed in the movie? No. 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 You, no. you can. You, it's theoretically possible. But with your hand? No. Okay. So here's the thing. Let's say the bullet is traveling at 1,000 miles an hour as it's leaving the gun. 1,000 okay? mi- You mean meters. Yeah. 1,000 meters. Now, number one, bullets don't travel straight all the perfectly straight all the time. Lots of things act on bullets. Magnets, air, lo- and predominantly gravity. You shoot a bullet, let's go, you go out to the middle of the desert, you shoot at one of those long, like the salt flats, and you fire a bullet, and then you walk, you'll find the bullet on the ground. It just doesn't keep traveling in a straight line, no matter where you pointed it at. But let's just say that you have the ability to take your arm and move it at a thousand thousand meters per second sideways, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Even if you manage to do that, when the bullet leaves the gun, it's still going to be traveling in a straight line because all you're doing is imparting your energy to the bullet. Think of it this way. Uh, You guys know how a sling works. You put a rock in it, you swing it around over your head, you let you release one end of the the sling and the the rock shoots out, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though it's being swung in a circle, right? Yeah. Same thing. You raise your arm and it's traveling in an arc. And then you fire it. All you're doing is imparting energy to the bullet. Yes. Okay. So I'm thinking that not, the yeah. this well, this occurred to me while I was while I was watching it. It just occurred to me again. I'm thinking mm-hmm. that they're thinking the bullet can move like the curveball, like a curveball, like a base yeah. when somebody throws. When I don't, mm-hmm. I think that the only reason that's possible is because the ball, the baseball, is being thrown much more slowly. Well, see, the other to thing a is, bullet, is, right? The other thing is, is that the baseball is a ball and obeys Bernoulli's principle. It's literally 
literally kind of like a round plane or a round airplane wing. You throw it in a particular way and you can cause differentiations in air pressure on that ball so it's lower on one side and higher on the other. And that's what causes the curve in the curve ball. <clears throat> but could you be but because a bullet is being fired so much faster, mm-hmm. you can't, you and can't it's, do that. And it's also not a ball. Yes. Now you can do it. Bullets normally, most handguns, most guns, have a barrel with grooves in it that cause the bullet to spin as it leaves mm-hmm. the as it leaves the gun. Now, this is done because it's kind of, um, um, it's the same principle of a spinning gyroscope, right? Mm-hmm. Spinning gyroscopes are hard to knock over uh, due to conservation of momentum. Um, so, as the bullet is spinning, and it's spinning at hundreds of thousands of RPM when it, when it, first, when it first leaves the gun, but it doesn't mean Maintain it. It will. That bullet will start to slow down. As it starts to slow down, its trajectory will go off, but not usually before it hits the ground due to gravity working on the bullet as it's flying through the air. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have two things working against us at that point. Now, if you could get that bullet to spin fast enough, it's possible that its trajectory can become curved. But in order to do that, you would have to get the bullet to spin at something like 2.4 million rotations a second, right? Okay. Great. We well, don't have anything do that, that can in make my it... backyard. Yeah, we don't have anything that can make a, a bullet do that. No gun, no nothing can make it spin. And lead can't withstand that amount of force, spinning force. The bullet would literally blow apart in dust if it was spinning it that, at that speed. Yeah. So, okay, we'll make the slug out of steel. Same difference, but now you've changed the composition of the slug, right? We use lead because it's kind of cheap, right? You can make lots and lots and lots lots of lead slugs. But if you changed it to steel, now you have a problem. There's steel jacketed bullets, mm-hmm. but not bullets made out of solid steel. Solid there. Steel has a tendency to crack. You're you're putting something that is 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 uh, um, being exposed to extreme forces. It's an unstable it's an unstable uh, metal to put into a bullet and then fire like that. So even if we did that, it would still have to spin at that, which we don't have the ability to do. But if you could get all of these impossible elements together, then maybe, but not really. There's nothing there, and definitely not because you flicked your wrist and. And and got it to spin because you're like a pitcher throwing a curveball. It's crazy. What, I think what would have been more interesting was if the, the people had the ability to see what places they could fire a bullet so that it would ricochet a few times mm-hmm. beforehand. So right. if they were like, okay, the wall, the floor, the concrete, then back to the ceiling mm-hmm. and then around on the pole and then I'll hit somebody. <laughs> like a pool cue, which would be yeah. which would be more feasible. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that the, the lead would disintegrate eventually, but mm-hmm. that would be that would have been way more interesting. Yeah. And scientifically accurate. <laughs> yeah. I mean the main reason why an object follows a curved tra- trajectory is because there is a force pulling it into that trajectory. Like um the walls of a track pushing a ball, right? If a ball's in a track. As soon as that, those forces stop acting, the object is going to continue traveling in a straight line at a constant speed, which, you know, uh, corresponds with Newton's first law. So, um, I mean, a good way to test it would be to, like, attach a ball to a, uh, to a like, a swing and start s- and swing it, uh, not a swing, a string, and swing it in a horizontal circle just above the ground and then release it, just like I said with the, with the, uh, with the uh, sling, and it goes in a straight line as soon as you release it. The only reason it's moving in a circle is because you've made it move into a circle physically. Mm-hmm. But the minute you release that force, straight line all over again. Now, even if we could get the impossible materials, the impossible gun, get something in there that can spin at that speed, there is no way. I mean, how many yards is he away from her in, in that in that warehouse where he's shooting? The, uh, oh, the no, gun? he's only a few yards away. He's like, yeah. he's like, he's like standing almost. Yeah. I mean, almost mm-hmm. in front of her, really. Yeah. But even with all of our impossible stuff. It, the the curve would be so long that it would need hundreds of meters in order for it to be successful. So it's bullshit. But there's one more bigger bullshit in the movie. No, you no. Ready? Well, well, wait, wait. Which one are you going to talk about? The other shot that Angelina Jolie makes in that circular room. Oh, at the end of the film? Oh, man, you're... you're Okay, we're going right to uh, the end of the movie? 
It's related. Okay. Because this still applies. This still applies to that fucking boat. A 360-degree shot that kills she, eight everybody. people, including yeah, herself. Yeah, eight people. So wah, wah. She, <laughs> she has a, a real gun, but I can't remember what the name of it is. It's an actual gun, right? And she is in this room where the guys are all lined up around the side. There's like pillars and stuff, something like that. It looks like a library, a circular yeah, library. A circular library. And she does her little wrist thing. And the bullet travels in a perfect circle and kills everyone that the bullet hits. And it doesn't right? lose any momentum after going Zero. through eight skulls. <laughs> now, number one, impossible to shoot a bullet in a circle no matter what you do with your wrist. I'm, There's What no do you way. mean? I've been masturbating my whole life. I should be stiff strong enough to do that. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this thing acts like a boomerang. Um, and it never loses any momentum no matter how many, how many things it strikes. It imp- apparently imparts no energy to its targets and then just continues on and goes through people like butter because that's what bullets do. It's horse shit. What else were you good? This movie made me angry. <laughs> All right, so... What, what were you gonna what were you gonna bring up okay so uh the weaving machine okay? the loom now uh, the loom uh when, I don't know if anybody's ever seen one of these things in real life but it, it is made out of it, it they are so heavy they are extremely heavy they're made of iron and basically it's a machine that runs the loom runs several you know you see it in the movie and mm-hmm. uh, when you when you have the strings run through it, uh, the, the the yarn or the the whatever, it crosses them in several different directions, like taking your fingers and crossing them in between each other, like you're going to fold them. And yeah. then what happens is the spindle comes through and takes a piece of another piece of uh, string or yarn and loops it through, and then they cross mm-hmm. again, and then it loops them through, cross right. again, and then it loops them through. Now this thing is actually being shot in between the machine at a pretty high speed, mm-hmm. and what they're telling him to do in order to learn how to do things more quickly when he slows down time is to reach into this fucking machine, which is a death machine. Children, t- during the during the, the, the second Indo- American Industrial Revolution, probably right in that building I was just talking about earlier, <laughs> children got their fingers cut off and arms removed by this this solid iron device mm-hmm. that because it would they are so dangerous. I mean, it does a beautiful thing, especially for when the, the beginning mm-hmm. of the cloth, you know, cloth making industry. It no. wasn't done by hand. It was industrial. It was industrial. It was revolutionary. The cloth was made by that. hand before machines <clears throat> came around. Yes, and the looms this, were. <clears throat> I actually own his... several of the those things that he pulls out of the machine. I, mm-hmm. I have them mm-hmm. around. I can't. I don't know where they are right now. But um, it. I. It. First of all, it's impossible. It would be impossible for him to grab it. But second of all, it would. He's his. He shows his fingers just getting cut. I'm uh-huh. pretty sure they would get removed. More than likely, considering but, and, that and, how and laying in that wax that heals you up real quick ain't good oh yeah that's <laughs> wait let's let's talk about the, the <laughs> wax that heals you up real quick hey does wax heal anything no uh well no it's therapeutically the heat from the wax can there is actually a, a, a thing that they do in physical therapy mm-hmm. uh, the heat the heat from the wax can be used to be applied to it's it's not only good for the skin but it can be used to apply to uh, um, uh, soothe arthritis I've actually seen this done you they mm. heat it up inside of a little pan a deep a deep pan where the person will mm. stick their hand inside of it and it's paraffin wax is uh, it doesn't take very much heat to heat it up to liquid and you put your hand in it. it's not scalding hot you hold mm-hmm. it there and it soothes it and then it coats your hand like remember remember when you used to cover your hand in Elmer's glue no like that you never okay. did that you covered your hand no. in Elmer's glue and then peeled it no. off no <laughs> yes you did you fucking liar I never did that okay but it was like that uh, but would it heal up uh, broken noses and cuts and broken bones no <laughs> no no, no. I mean, there's lots of there's different kinds of wax out there. Ear wax, <laughs> bees wax. Um, what's paraffin wax from? I can't remember. That's oh, well, that's the kind you, you use in explosives. Yeah. And and wicks I mean, and uh, mm-hmm. paraffin wax. Uh, uh, well, it's the kind that you would seal toy boats with and real boats. Actually, I'm sorry. If you want to mm-hmm. seal the the underside of a boat, you can use paraffin. You you just take paraffin wax and with the heat of your hand rubbing it onto the wood will yeah. not only yeah. gloss it up but it will also seal it. Yeah. But I mean, there's wax that we can get from whales. There's wax that we can get from sheep. That's lanolin, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. And but, Candle They're wax. Candle wax. Well, can't, you know, they, they don't get them from candles. 
<laughs> you just melt candle wax and then take a bath in it. Right. And there are plant there are plenty of plant uh plant um waxes out there, canuba wax and you know, stuff like that. But my question is, they use this wax to heal people. So how pure does this wax have to be without causing an infection? What wait, what do you mean? Well, I mean Okay. Every, every time, wax... if you heat it up, it would have to. Would, I mean, it would have to be heated up like to the point where it would kill bacteria. No, so, it's I mean... warmed. Remember, you can't put. If you heat it up to the point where it's going to kill bacteria, it's also going to give you a burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So it's warmed. So what you're technically you're jumping doing into it every is... time it's scalding hot <laughs> is you're providing a very nice warm <clears throat> medium for bacteria for bacteria to live, and then you get in it, and you have open cuts and wounds and. <laughs> Blood. Yeah, and everybody does it, and it looks like a bat. It looks like a ba- a dilapidated bathhouse. Yes, there's like mold yes, growing does. in the corners and shit. Uh huh. But this magic wax. They must have boiled it. You know what? They probably heated it it to a point where there was nothing in it. They strained it of all impurities. But we don't see that in the movie, Jason. And then imbued it with with magic healing powder so that your bones will knit because Mm -hmm. of something that you applied topically. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I hear this kind of thing all the time. uh, It's like... I I like to use Biofreeze on my back because it, mm-hmm. it it numbs the pain for a little bit. It's a topical solution that makes it cold and makes it feel really nice for a while when my yeah. back gets all kind of stiff and it hurts and stuff. Right. Um, but I had a full-grown woman, a trained nurse, tell me that it actually penetrates through the skin and and goes into the muscle and and mm-hmm. loosens it up. No, it fucking no. doesn't. No, it fucking no, it doesn't. doesn't. No, it fucking doesn't. It does not. No. It does not do that. No, it doesn't. Our skin is made to be fairly impenetrable. It's, sure, if you soak it long enough, it loses defense. that ability. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally... Well, yeah, but we, we learned that because of... Uh, I already We already talked about uh, uh, decubitus ulcers that people get where the skin... You know, you, you have mm-hmm. a, you have a um, an open sore that you lay on, uh, a bed mm-hmm. sore. Event- inevitably, yeah. it opens up. Bacteria gets inside. MRSA. Right. All that kind of stuff. And then fun stuff ensues and you don't have a butt cheek anymore because it's been eaten right. away. Right, but when we're talking about exposure to a liquid meat, medium yeah the your your skin can there's an awful example of this and part this also has to do with because they were in salt water if you're in salt water for more than seven days your skin is dead and there are stories of people who had been in the water for seven days in ocean water and when they're and this came from the the rescue of the guys from the indianapolis uh the indianapolis the one that uh, sank in world Mm -hmm. war ii Mm -hmm. they were in that water for a really long time and when they pulled them up their skin would come off like a glove because they didn't realize it. They'd reach down to grab the guys and their skin would just pull off of them because it had been so soaked in salt water Mm. that it just schluffed off. Gross, I know. (laughs) But But real. But that's an extreme. That's an extreme case. You take an ointment and you rub it on your skin and you're like, this is penetrating all the way to my bones. No, it's not. (laughs) So bullshit. What else you got? I'll Um, punch this movie again. Let's see. Is jumping onto a moving train possible? I've seen this in so many goddamn movies. Yes, it's I mean, possible. I mean, I've seen no jumping, not onto, not yeah. not getting onto the top of it and riding it, but but jumping. What they what you see is them being on the train first, but then the train goes to un, into an underpass, uh, uh, overpass, and. Mm-hmm. I believe he lays down and she jumps and runs onto the platform and then lands back onto the train without Mm -hmm. being harmed. I mean... Okay, jumping up onto the train. There are plenty of stunts where people have jumped onto a moving train. It's an old stunt man thing. Okay, all right. Um, But it's one of the most dangerous stunts that you can perform. Jackie Chan probably did it a That is because... Number one, usually there's a movie trick to make the train look like it's going faster than it actually is. It's going at a particular speed, but what they're trying to do is minimize the difference between the speed that you're moving when you land on the train and how fast the train is going. If it was a bullet train going 120 miles an hour and you ran and jumped off it from an overpass to try to land on top of the train, you'd die. You'd just die. You'd be hitting something that's moving 120 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So usually in stunts, it's slowed way down to a speed that they can con- comfortably jump onto without killing themselves. Um, so yes, it is possible, but at the right speeds, right? Okay. You're moving fast enough, the like train that. is moving slow like enough. That. That's good. Where it's That's mm-hmm. possible. Uh, yeah. So the scene where they do the car trick where he can't, he shoots at the guy's glass and it bounces off. 
So she uses her car because it's a, is it a Corvette? I, I can't know. remember, but it's a, it's one with a very sloped hood that comes down to the front. Uh, and the front comes right down to the ground almost. Right. And he uses his, GT, his Mustang GT500 to back up over her vehicle and uses it to flip his vehicle and uh, sideways and uh, end over end and uses his moonroof to fire into the vehicle, says, I'm sorry, and then lands perfectly <laughs> and continues to drive away. No. 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 And it was, I think it was all done with CGI. Was it? Even, I think so. Yeah. So he was moving backwards, right? Mm-hmm. Or was he moving forwards? I can't remember. She, oh no, she turns around, and yes, it's an old, it's an old silver Corvette, as I as I recall. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She turns around, begins to go in reverse, and I don't think in a reverse gear can you go beyond fifty miles an hour because that's what it looks like she's doing, about fifty. Not really. I, I mean, in a vet, even in a vet, I don't think that even any in reverse vet, gear I mean, is meant to handle doing that. You you start to have control problems as you start moving faster and faster. Um, but she's looking forward the whole time because she's Angelina Jolie. Well, anyway, of he he drives with his GT350, which is a, a much, much heavier car. He yes. speeds up and uses her car to tilt one side of his vehicle sideways and and then lifts his car off the ground. He, rather he than uses just turning it, as it on jump. his side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, it li- turns it sideways, flips the car upside down, he fires the bullet through the window, and then lands perfectly on the wheels without damaging this unbelievably heavy car, which no. I know is really, I, I wanted one. So I know I, I I remember the specs. This is it's it's oh it's more than it's it's more than a ton. I believe it's a ton. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's in a ton. the movies. In the movies, in order to flip any car like that to get it airborne, they can do it. Uh, a couple of ways. Usually they'll use both ways. Um, they have an air ram installed into the car, and the air ram is this gigantic steel ram that is fired ballistically to shoot this ram into the ground to flip the car over onto its side up in the air. But they remove a lot of to, weight from the to car spin. too first, don't they? Yes, they yeah. remove a lot of weight. Sometimes they'll just push the car either down a slope or an in-ramp so it doesn't even have an engine block in it so that when they hit that particular part someone off the you sometimes the stuntman controls it from within the car sometimes there's nobody in the car and it's done by remote control but the air ram shoots out hits it and it and it kind of does this flip over that that like we saw in the movie another way to do it is that there is a metal ramp it's usually a set of poles heavy duty poles again you have a car that's been constructed light but usually that's used for when you see cars go on two wheels you know when you see a car riding on two wheels yeah, that's which what is a stunt that, that you can actually do in in the right. movies. Oh my God, but, or, you just reminded me of the movie Daryl. Remember he <laughs> does that? <laughs> hey, we should do that. No. <laughs> but the only way that they would have been able to get that car to go into the air and flip around by using another car as a ramp, number one, if he hit it from the side and only two of, I can't remember, do only two of the wheels touch her car? Yes, because one that's side. What, he wants it to go like, I, I'm doing it with my hand like you guys can find fucking see he wants uh-huh. it to go he wants it to go up on si- on the side of two wheels and then flip over the other car yeah 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 that's number one her car doesn't provide enough uh, is not tilted enough to give him enough air two he wasn't moving nearly fast enough for that to happen and three when one side of the car lifts up on the ramp the other side of the car would tuck in and strike her car as it began to flip and he would just roll over like a turtle on its back wouldn't it yeah like, he mean, might get maybe 10 feet and then hit the ground hard on the roof or on the side but there's no way that he could get it to flip upside down for I don't know how many yards shoot the gun and then have it land flat it would never land flat it would land with one side of the wheels striking first because it's spinning so there's no way literally the springs would probably bust through the frames yeah let me guys anytime you see a car make an impossible jump that car is totaled they'll show it land you'll see it land and it lands but then they cut to another car the car that landed everything thing is totaled its suspension its frame is probably bent and it successfully ended on four wheels but there's no way it can operate past that point because the impact of the car to the ground totals the car maybe not exterior damage like there's dents and stuff all over it but internal you know underneath in the undercarriage where the suspension and everything else goes maybe even the tires blow Mm -hmm. but then they just switch out a car for a brand new car that can continue to drive because it's magic and in move and in movies cars 
are magic. Like, like gone in 60 anything. seconds. Which well, is a GT500, mm-hmm. which is a yeah. heavy-ass motherfucking car. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, anyway. Okay, anything I, else? Um, yeah, I mean, oh, they, there's a bullet in the film that's used later um, that yeah. that separates into pieces into midair. It's like two spirals <laughs> that collapse into each other. And I said, once it's fired, if it looks like it's coded, but I, I don't know. Once it's fired out of the end of the gun, it would probably d- disperse into several pieces, wouldn't it? I mean, not yeah, not just like the, from the, not the perfect way that it does in the film. Um, but uh, I mean, so uh, the suggestion is is that it has lines on it that allows it to split op- split apart. Uh, once yeah, it lo- it's like the spa- it look. It, what I'm imagining that they think it's supposed to do is like the space shuttle, where each booster sends a, a, le- a less heavy piece farther away from from the Earth, mm-hmm. uh, which is stupid. No, I, it, I mean, no, the the space shuttle is amazing, <laughs> but the bullet is stupid. <laughs> Now, there are plenty of bullets out there that are designed to break into pieces once they hit their target. Most of these kinds of bullets are illegal, okay? Um, There are bullets that, when they hit a target, they turn into basically shards of razor-sharp metal that tear into a person so that they'll bleed out. They're illegal. These types of these types of bullets are are, uh, are illegal because they're they're very cruel and they almost guarantee that the person that's shot is going to die. Now, in this case, they're basically taking a solid slug and turning it into like a shotgun round. Mm-hmm. But the difference with a shotgun round is is that those are all loose pellets. They're all projected out f- for the most part at the same rate of speed. But they're already all you know they're already all individual things. This one is acting like a grenade. When a grenade goes off, all of those little bumps on the outside of the grenade break apart to become to form shrapnel so that's basically like a shrapnel bullet now the only thing that i can think of that could cause this bullet to break apart like that is either that it had a tiny little incendiary device inside the bullet that causes it to blow apart to four into four but sections I, they don't want it to they don't want it to blow up into fragments like uneven fragments it's like beautiful no, they, little spiral pieces that like uniformly move apart as they go through the air and like and like all that's left is a spiral that like spins through and like no spirals through you no (laughs) (laughs) no all right hey the train yeah what about the train that falls off that it has him inside of it and he falls like thousands of feet into the water and survives no 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 (laughs) no i mean what else can we say I'm getting tired it's, it's of movies. It's like the jumping sh- in the elevator thing. It's like when it, it's, people think that if you jump in an elevator at the last second, yeah, you'll you'll be fine. Yeah, you're ignoring the fact that you are traveling with the elevator at that speed and jumping up when yeah. you hit impact. All it manages to do is is give you a, a thousands of a second where you're not impacting at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. If anything, if you're falling with the if it's high enough, let's say you're top of the at the top of the Sears Tower. When the elevator starts to go down, as you're falling, you may experience weightlessness if it tra- if it starts Wee, falling. This fast is fun. Now I'm liquid because you and the elevator are traveling down at the same rate of speed. So inside the elevator car, you'd be like all floaty. But that would be about it. As soon as the elevator car hits the ground, no, but you there then are hit the so ground. So many redundancies that they have for elevate fast moving elevators like that. Yeah. Now. There are brakes. There are there are counterweights. A, there are like, a lot has to go wrong. A lot has to go wrong yeah. for an elevator to free fall. Um, now, in regards to the train, no, he's dead. He's, no, dead. he's dead. That's it. Okay, I can't think of anything else. Yay! So now it's time for to give our grade. An F. I hate it. F. F I hate it. It it's fails. Entertaining, Fuck but this F. movie. <laughs> F. Uh, no, I didn't even find it entertaining. I just, it was just, <laughs> fuck it. I don't like it. It's stupid. I remember when it first came out, I was probably 27. So I was still like, mm. it's a cool action scene. <laughs> and James McNacavoy is cute. <laughs> is he? Yeah, to me, he's cute. I couldn't stand him. Oh, but man, no, he's I Professor mean, X, man. He's a good one, yeah. too. But everything that they use to try to explain, you can do this, and you can control your organs with your mind, and you can break the laws of physics by simply <laughs> flicking I make my wrist. stomach I w- digest things faster all the time. <laughs> by the way, um, I never really understood why... I mean, they show it in the movie so you can shoot people around corners and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But if you were standing face-to-face with someone 
around and they started because you have to do a big movement in order to get your gun to bend, right? To bend mm-hmm. the bullets. Right. Wouldn't the person that shoots bullets that r- they go pretty much straight have a bigger advantage? Yeah. You just point the gun and sh- and fire it. They've got to swing their arm around. Well, supposedly, also, well, this is something we we forgot. They're oh. capable of not only seeing the bullets coming at them. Because that's how good they are at slowing down their perception. But they can fire oh. a bullet at a bullet to stop the bullet. No, they do this okay. several. You know times what? I changed my grade. Film. It's expelled. It's it's expelled. So Fuck there, it. I I saw on on Reddit. I saw a post. I see a post that repeatedly gets gets sent around every once in a while. But it's always interesting. Every time I see it, is a a bullet that it was captured from a civil war a civil war uh uh probably Gettysburg I think. Um, where you see one bullet uh, stabbed into another bullet. Now, yeah. you don't find many of these. It's no. rare because it is almost impossible for this to happen. It's just one of those mm-hmm. cosmic things where one bullet happened to hit another and stabbed through the other. Um, back when these used to always have metal casings, I'm thinking. Um, yeah. Uh, but um, The old bullets, no. They were just lead slugs. All right. Well, the picture, looked. it looks like one one needle stabbing through the, through another with, with, like, metal shards fanning out like a... Yeah. The Bugs Bunny explosion. Yeah, <laughs> like, from the from the impact of both bullets hitting each other. But Things like that will happen. Remember what the Civil War battles were like. They were lines of people all shooting at each other more or less at the same time in at opposite directions. Oh, no, bullets this was World hit. War II. I'm sorry, it was World War One, not, not oh, the okay. Civil War. Same um, thing. But either same way, thing. Yeah. no, I do not. You cannot fire a bullet, a bullet at a bullet to stop Intentionally. A bullet. Intentionally. Yeah. There's no sharpshooter in the world that can shoot a bullet out of the air as it's coming towards them. Well, supposedly, they're, they, if someone's shooting straight and someone's curving their bullet, the one that's going straight is crossing a lesser distance. Uh-huh. So the one that's the one that's trying to curve their bullet to, <laughs> look at how talented I am, that you'd be yeah. stupid to even try that. You could shoot five bullets <clears throat> into that guy as, as they're swinging their arm around, right? Mm-hmm. So, what was your grade again? Uh, it was F, but now I'm thinking expelled. Expelled. Expelled, and you're not being re There's no... No. Go find thanks, some other Thanks dumb for college. directing the fucking Transformers. You, I'm, I'm I hear Trump University has some spaces. Go there. Or Liberty University. <laughs> or Liberty University. Or any of those online universities. No, that's Prager. Uh, You're thinking of Prager. Liberty's an actual university, but it's a oh, okay. non-accredited... Whatever. <laughs> So, hey, we got to do this again. Yeah. So what movie do you want to subject all of our experiments to? Well, Jason, I was thinking of one of my favorite actors the other day. I know you think it's stupid that he's one of my favorites, but I really like him as a human being, too. We're going to do 1999's Keanu movie, The Matrix. Oh, God, The Matrix. (laughs) Stop it. Well... That's not bad. I'm not going to do it if you do that voice the whole time, though. I Wait, we just did this for Dracula for like <laughs> 17 episodes before Jason said, fuck this, we're never doing <laughs> Let Me Finish Again. <laughs> Whoa. That's right, The Matrix. We're going to learn about the science of complex computer systems and how you can harvest the worst, <laughs> the worst way to harvest energy. <laughs> And martial arts, which I love. I love. I fucking love martial arts. Do you? I do. I fucking love it. I don't just love it. I oh, fucking love it. Oh, right. And we don't have to do the ballistics in the movie because it's all fake because it's in the Matrix. No, but that's... But I... We can still go over it's it. It's all fake. It's in the Matrix. The physics don't matter. They just rewrite well, code the and they Kung can Fu do whatever doesn't they matter, want. you butthole. That's right. No, we can still <laughs> do both of them. Not, we'll, we'll argue about this later. Anyway, for everyone here at the Institute, thanks for listening in. This has been Podcast Professor Jason Harding. And this has been Podcast Professor Atticus Blake. From the Cinetific Institute, where we put the science in fiction. You, you didn't, didn't interrupt let me. You me say it wrong. I, I don't want you to say it wrong. I like gonna, our, you, our you little thing. Say, okay, well, or I put the science in. I'm so what? tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> I work three doubles a week plus my regular shifts. I'm tired. sorry. It's okay. Yeah. You can take a nap. I'll finish out the show. Oh, it's Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Cinetific is a Let Me Listen podcast production with Jason Harding and Atticus Blake. You can find more Let Me Listen podcasts at our website at lemmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, 
SoundCloud, and iTunes under Lemmy Listen. Please subscribe and leave us a review. You can also find us on Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter. Cinetific is also a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to contribute just $1 a month to support this podcast, or any of the other podcasts that Lemmy Listen produces, please visit our page at Patreon. Just search for Lemmy Listen Podcasts. Or you can click the Patreon link on our website. And thanks for listening.